This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Two weeks is a long time in football. It's even longer in lockdown. Alas, this crazy year continues and we're back, albeit virtually, for another hour or so of talking all things Mansfield Town. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Since we were last live a fortnight ago, two fresh faces have arrived at Mansfield Town with experienced shot stopper Malik Stetch putting pen to paper alongside Bristol Rovers skipper Ollie Clark, who shares his delight in linking up with Graham Coughlin once more. We had a strong bond and, and I carried on speaking to him as he left, wished him all the best and fortunately enough for me now he was still interested enough to bring me in. He got a side that probably weren't firing on all cylinders, weren't fit enough. He got us playing a certain style of football that was effective, getting balls down the channels, getting crosses in the box, expansive football, and we we sort of grew on that really. And, and it might not have been the prettiest to watch at the time, but he knew how to get results. Both new boys have penned two-year deals and tonight we're talking about their arrivals and what they might bring to the table as Coughlin puts his plans into place. Plus, we'll be talking about the shape of League Two next season as Keith Curl guides Northampton into League One via the playoffs, meaning another long trip to Extra is on the cards. And as Boreham Wood, FC Halifax, Yeovil Town, Barnet, Harrogate Town and our old frenemies Notts County prepare for conference playoff action, we'll be sharing our views on who we want to complete the 2020-2021 League 2 jigsaw. As always, you can join in the conversation in the live feed on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is Mansfield Matters, the warm-up. Good evening. Hello, how are you doing? Hope you are all well. Thank you very much for joining us on this Tuesday night. It's the 7th of the 7th, 2020. It's uh, about 20 to 7-ish. We are live, albeit virtually once again, for our second episode of the Mansfield Matters, the warm-up podcast. I know what you're thinking. You are thinking, why am I looking at a picture of Craig if you're watching on the live feed? Why can't I see uh, my friends Nathan and Cam? Well... 
Here they are! Wave hello! Wave good evening! How are you gentlemen? I hope you are both well. I suppose I better fade you up as well so uh, the public can hear you. Uh, Mr Nathan Edge, you've gone for a, a little bit of a, a change today. We were 10 minutes late because you couldn't get your camera figured the, the right way around. Is that correct? Yeah, we, we didn't want to be stood there looking at me sort of sideways, did we? So uh, I tried to mess about, trying to get the tripod right, get the landscape right and all that, but here we are anyway, managed to do it. I'm putting a bit of, bit of effort in these days, rather than just uh, sitting there with a laptop on my knee, sat on my bed or where, wherever <laughs> I can, I'm, uh, I'm, going, I'm going for it all out. I expect over the weeks, uh, as the weeks grow, that white background, that white space behind you will become besotted with Mansfield Town memorabilia, like uh, like Mr Felton's got. What, what do you recommend for Nathan, Cam? What would you recommend from in, in his backdrop there? Well, I've got going off. It's uh, the, I've got a couple of old frames. Uh, I've got a framed, uh, was it two two thousand three two thousand? Oh, one of those uh, framed shirt, uh, away shirt. That's quite good. Um, I've also got a brand new microphone. Just saying. Um, now you've completely gone off screen. Now you need to be stood where you were. For, oh, remember, I know. I remember, know. Remember I know. that Skype uh, half the screen in the background. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Stacked frame. That's from the day after I was born. Uh, Probably the one of the best teams in Mansfield's recent history. Um, eighteen nineteen under David Flickcroft. Hashtag bring back Dave. Hashtag bring back Dave. Yes. Uh, and then a stag's clock, and then a few other bits and bobs. But um, just anything stags really. I've got a mishmash. So I'm sure. I'm do. sure Nathan Edge, you will find uh, something uh, to uh, to put in the background at some point. I'm sure you've got many uh, different things which you can put up there as well. Cam, can you just do us a very slight favour, just knock your fader down a little bit just so we get the balance right between you and Nathan. That would be spot on. Uh, to you at home, uh, thanks very much uh, for watching and joining in. As of course, uh, we do every single time we do a live. Uh, we are here for you to ask uh, any questions or drop any comments in the live feed. So right down there, uh, get involved right now and uh, have your say on your team. Evening uh, to Clive. Um and uh, who, who says hello and sends uh, his uh, waving hands uh, to us all. Get your comments in tonight. We're going to be talking uh, about our latest two additions, uh, Marek Stetch and Ollie Clark, who've joined us since the last time uh, we were here. Um, I'm going to trust Cam to keep an eye on Twitter because last time, at this point in the podcast, we'd signed somebody and we didn't even know about it. Uh, we'll also be talking about the, uh, the squad as it's taking shape, League Two as it takes shape, and anything else in between over the course of the next 90 minutes or so uh, get involved as I say in the comments let's start um, Nathan Edge by talking uh, about our newest additions since the last time we spoke 30 year old goalkeeper Marek Stetch from Luton and of course Bristol Rovers captain 28 year old uh, Ollie Clark what do you make of uh, the additions which have been made over the last fortnight they are two really really promising signings I think um I think the goalkeeping position was very important. Obviously, um, we've let go both Lesnik and Logan at uh, the end of the, the last season. So there was um, a place to fill there. Obviously, we've got a young man at the minute who's, who's got promise, but you always need somebody in that position, probably that, with that bit of experience, to uh, to help provide a bit of guidance, really. So um, I think that's a really, really good signing, especially from you know the, the level he's been and uh, you know where it come from so that, that's great you probably would have said he would have at least got a league, league one deal and then obviously we've got Ali Clark the captain of Bristol Rovers and it's interesting 
looking at what a lot of the supporters have said from the throw. Most have, have credited him um, for his uh, certainly his commitment. I mean, he's been a, been a one-man club, which uh, I think showed, said a lot about his probably personality more so than anything. Um, so, is he going to be the? Is he going to take over the captaincy from uh, Christian Pierce? That's uh, be interesting. That's to be seen. I'd probably put my money on it being so. Um, and I mean, the only, the only negative is that people have said about he's inconsistent. But if he was that consistent, he wouldn't have been uh, coming to to lead two. So uh, hopefully, you'll find a bit of consistency with us. And I'm looking forward to to seeing how he fits in. I think it's going to be a better and much much better um, Alex McDonald. I knew that was going to happen. I was hovering over the mountain. Alex McDonald is now part of the Bell culture, by the way. There it is, the uh, infamous podcast uh, Bell. Um, I'll come to your thoughts in a second, Cam. Uh, but as always, we do... Um we do like uh, people taking the mickey out of you and of course Nathan on the show and me as well um, no mentions of my haircut yet can't wait a week tomorrow I'm getting this cut can't wait uh, Callum says I find it incredible that Cam hasn't scribbled out McDonald on his team photo um, so I'm sure she's looking for him now bring, to go and do bring it ba- bring back Macca that's all I'm going to say. Uh, no. uh, it's just a shame it's not the uh, the squad from the year before and we can have Digby in there as well um, <laughs> moving swiftly on um Obviously, we talked there, Cam, about the the two uh, new additions. Um, we'll talk captaincy a little bit more uh, later on. But obviously, so far we've we've signed four: jo- um, Jordan Bowery, Jamie Reed, uh, Ollie Clark, and Marek Stetch. Uh, so far, are the uh, the additions. In addition to Joe Riley signing a contract extension uh, as well. Um, what do you make of the business uh, in general so far? And let us know at home if you're watching on the live feed your thoughts as well. We'll read some of your comments out. So, Cam, uh, your thoughts on, on the additions so far? For, for my money, um, good research, going quite well. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think we've got... Uh, yes, obviously, we are going to see a lot more signings because we are... We've, we've got to that stage where we've had to have a, a, a large clear-out with get rid of the dead wood and just rebuild really we've got i think i think the advantage that graham's had is that we've we've come back uh, well obviously we'll be going back after the after a poor season you'd say and and we've seen who can who can cut it and who can't and he's had enough time to prove uh players have had enough time to prove themselves to actually get a contract extension or whether to be to be released or not. Unfortunately, we managed to do all this before uh, before the season was ended prematurely. Um, but he's given us a good basis of where where we needed to strengthen, where we needed to to offload players, and and also given us chance that with clubs now struggling for money, they're not going to be able to offer as much in contracts. So uh, the position that we're in financially is going to be uh, playing into massively into our hands because you look at someone like uh, Ollie Clark uh, and then also uh, Jamie Reid, who was uh, expected to go a lot higher than League Two at least. Yeah, two good additions in them. And I think it says a lot about the project we're building as well. And one thing which has struck me, uh, Nathan Edge, so far about the signings, we're going to hear uh, from two of them tonight. We'll hear from Ollie Clark and from uh, uh, from Jamie Reid uh, tonight. One thing which has struck me about uh, what the signings have had to say so far is the fact that Graham Coughlin has been honest in his approach. He's set out his stall about what he wants. And they both talk, Clark in particular, having played for him uh, before, 
about the way he gets under players' skins and, and he's very uh, persistent and determined in, in what he wants, which is exactly what we need uh, going forward. He's not just signing players for the sake of signing players. The research is there and it's very much with a picture of, of building a squad um, to go and compete. Yeah, I think um, you, what we're seeing is... is um, Graham looking at putting his his style into it and his stamp on it. So, you know, it, it's not necessarily names that we would have um, we would have expected. Uh, in all honesty, obviously you got the Ali Clark because it's uh, his previous links there. But b before, then you know, Graham is not he's not one of these marquee names, is he? You know, he's not um, the likes of Nicky Maynard and players like that that you everybody knows from uh, wherever club you're at, basically. So. They're going to get players. It's very. It seems like they're quite specific in the way they uh, in, in who they want to get, which is good. Because I mean, we've not seen obviously a Graham Cochran team yet. Uh, he's, when he took over, obviously he had a bit of time in January, but we all know how difficult it is to do any business at that time of the year. Certainly, you can't make whole whole changes like he is now. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to the season, whenever it may be, to see. Um, you know what, what sort of team we are going to be under under, under Graham Cochran. It's an interesting point that you make there, Nathan, as well about you know we've not yet seen a Graham Cochran team. And I think a lot of that actually uh, is something as football fans we don't perhaps take into account. You know when John Dempster took over from from David Flickcroft, there was only a handful of, of signings which were uh, in particular his, which which came in and um, sort of moulded in, into a shape and then obviously when Graham Cochran took over yes in January there was one or two arrivals but considering when the season ended and, and the, in the way it did like you say there wasn't a lot of time to, to see it and it'd be very interesting to see where we are you know a month maybe two months into the new season with a whole host of, of new faces and new players new tactics and things like that as well I think it'll kind of um, it'll be like a whole new well obviously it'll be a whole new team but I think it'll be a whole new sort of um, outlook from a fan's point of view as well you're not going to be I think we all don't necessarily know what to expect um, whereas obviously at the end of last year we all expected the team to come out and play that uh, you know play, play the good football you know sweep teams aside like a bit like we were for the first half of the season the, the season before Everyone just expected that straight away from from John Dempster and and the players because we all knew what they were capable of. But obviously, it didn't click. Whereas now, uh, you know, I'd like to think that they're going to be given more time, both the players and and management staff, to uh, to really start gelling. Uh, and at least they've got an excuse for a couple of months while the team's still gelling. And I imagine they'll use it if they don't go across to the best start. And one thing we're going to need in that is uh, a leader. And obviously one massive candidate, Cam, is going to be uh, Ollie Clark. We'll come to you uh, in a minute on that one. Let me just go to uh, a few of the comments which are coming in. Keep them coming in if you're watching on the live feed. If you listen to the audio version of this, make sure you check out our social media pages and uh, our uh, website as well, www.mtfcmatters.co.uk, to find out when we're going to be live so you can get involved. Uh, keep your comments coming in on the live feed, as I say. Uh, Craig says, hey up, fellas. Great keeper on the way to the one call in Marek Stech. Um, Clive says, I'm impressed that we're making signings early rather than the usual uh, last-minute fire sale. Um, Ashley asks, do we think Clark will be captain for us? Uh, Wayne says, all four quality si signings. Exciting times ahead. Roll on the new season. 
Uh, Callum says, speaking of captains, I love to see Sweeney as captain this year. Uh, Martin has an opposite view. He believes uh, that Clark has been brought in uh, to be captain uh, and Craig also uh, sides uh, with, with Callum and he says I'd love to see Ryan Sweeney made captain but I think it will be Ollie Clark now. Well let's do a uh, straw poll. We might as well debate the captaincy situation whilst it's hot on our on our, uh, on our lips um, Personally I think obviously you know Christian Pierce was a, a good leader for us um, over the years but obviously he was made an example of uh, by Graham Coughlin in January and needed a, a leader to step up. And I think sometimes it's fair to say, um, Cam, that a change is needed. Obviously, we've got a force change in the captaincy now uh, because Pierce has left. For my money, when Pierce didn't play and wasn't playing as much uh, last season, when Ryan Sweeney stepped in, he was a, an excellent captain. And, and in terms of his ambassadorial duties off the pitch as well, I can vouch that he's an absolute top man and, and really goes uh, above and beyond uh, uh, to do what is needed. But I guess that's the thing, isn't it? When you bring in a player who you appointed as a captain at a, a, a previous club, the, the highlighter pen is always going to be over his name uh, for choice of captain. But for your money, who gets the armband? Uh, I want to say Sweeney, but I think it will be Clark. Um, just because it, it is, you, you stick by your players that you, you know and you trust. And I know... You, you get the old thing of um, oh, uh, Graham's been in the job since December, so he knows his players, whatever. But he had more of a, more time to bond with uh, someone like Ollie Clark uh, and, and help him and develop as a player on and off the pitch by by giving him that captaincy armband. So you, you would probably expect Clark to get the to get the armband to come the beginning of the season. Nathan, uh, what about you? What, where are you gonna Where are you gonna put your vote? Um, I probably have to agree. I think it will be Clark. Um, with um, probably Sweeney maybe looking at a bit of a vice captain to role. I mean, obviously there's uh, Sweeney. Obviously, is still very young. Um, still probably got quite a lot to learn. Uh, doesn't mean he can't be captain. Certainly not. Sometimes you know, if you've got the leadership in you know in your personality, then there's no reason why you can't be. But I think it might also benefit him to. Um, you know, be captained by by somebody else for a while. You know, see see how how they do it. And we we speak about obviously we you know in the last season saying we need wholesale changes. We need something to freshen up the club. Well, maybe an, an outsider, a new player, a new face could be that freshener they also need in the dressing room as well. So um, I'd, I'd be happy either way, but I'd expect Clark to be the number one captain with maybe Sweeney. Whether they do go for the vice captaincy, do you know the old, the old-fashioned way, or or even if it's not official, Sweeney may still, you know learn a lot from him and, and take over whenever it's needed basically I suppose that's where Graham Coughlin would come out with the old cliche of that you need 11 captains on the pitch uh, for, for every every side etc 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 I mean be interesting to see what he does I, I do remember a brief interview with Coughlin when um, uh, you know when the whole Pierce situation uh, transpired saying you know if Christian does leave then it will be Ryan that steps up but that might be for that specific season obviously with bringing in your ex-captain it's very tempting and I think the points which you've both made are excellent in terms of you know you look at the age thing um, you know Ollie Clark 28 years old a captain at a league one side last year his first year of, of captaincy really but um, 
obviously got that relationship with the manager which has brought him here and, and things like that and then Ryan Sweeney uh, a couple of years younger than him obviously going to have a young family next season as well uh, obviously his partner's uh, pregnant at the moment so that would be another thing for him to contend with uh, off the pitch and I guess you know if, you, uh, if you've got that relationship and you've been a captain before it might be a, a little bit in uh, easier for for Ollie Clark to uh, to try and uh, to try and take uh, that one. Um, I think though, Cam, let's look at the, the the signing of Ollie Clark and 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 the relationship they have. Have you had a chance to have a listen to what Ollie Clark has, has had to say yet? Have you watched his interview? Uh, no, I've just been working a lot recently, so okay. I'll play. Um... I'll play a. a, a a clip of it um, in in a minute. Um, so what I was going to ask in relates to the clip, which is basically they talked about the, the relationship and how close that their bond was last season, that they've, they've kept in touch and things like that. I think it's important that you know your captain does have a, a good relationship with the manager because it acts as that buffer between you know the squad and and the players. And I think that can sometimes be the difference be, between a team who are pushing and a team who are scrapping in the middle. Yeah, it can be and. Um... Uh, fair enough. Like Ryan's obviously been higher up in the divisions, but he's not the. Whereas at like the most success, if you could call it, has been at Mansfield playing more games and whatever. Um, but he's only ever been pushing in a higher higher league two team. So for someone that's then someone like Ollie Clark, who's been there in the conference, he did it at the conference level for them. He proved himself there. He proved himself at League One, at League Two level. Got them promoted again, and then got them as a, 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 a steady, uh, solidified club. Uh, thank you. At League One, just shows that not only is um, can he can he be trusted at captain, but also the fact that he's proved himself as a player. And I like I like the fact that I like having a midfielder as a captain as well, Nathan. You know, you expect you know box to box midfielder running all over the pitch, almost. You know, well, I think it's it's safe to say that the best Mansfield captains have been central midfielders. I'm talking Adam Murray. I'm talking Jamie Maguire. In fact, let's just bring back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's sort of um, in the centre of the park. You know, you're there to and amongst everything, aren't you? So. Uh, if you if you've got a player who's slacking, you're not you're only two you know five or ten yards away from them, so you can go and give them a clip round here. So, um, yeah, I, I think it it, it is going to be handy. And going you know elaborating on your point about him having a relationship with a manager, that's probably more important than anything because you can imagine if it was the opposite way around, which is probably what we did have. Uh, well, I don't think probably. I think what we most certainly did have in 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 January, obviously, where uh, there was there was some. Friction for whatever reason between uh, Christian Pearson and and, uh, and Graham Cochran, and you sometimes just wonder what that also causes, um, you know, the ripple effect through to the players because uh, there have been players that have been, you know, alongside Christian Pearson for a hell of a long time that are probably very close to him, and you know, you probably get a situation where if, if he's going against the manager, whether it's the previous manager or the or the current one, that you know they, they may start to take the same side, so. That's where you get a bit of division within within the dressing room. Where if you can get the manager and the captain on the same hymn sheet, and and sort of can only benefit the whole squad in in, in total. To provided that whoever that captain is can can really act as a leader and get the whole dressing room on his side as well. 
Well, time now uh, to mute you two. I'm going to fade you two down and fade uh, the other one up uh, because it's time now to hear from uh, Ollie Clark, the man who many people in the comments are uh, predicting uh, to be handed the armband next season. Uh, he's been talking about why he joined the club and, uh, of course, his relationship uh, with the Stags manager, Graham Coughlin. Let's hear from him now, talking upon his arrival to the One Course Stadium from the RH Academy. This is Ollie Clark speaking to I Follow Stags. It's all happened quite quickly over the weekend and it's one, one thing that I was really looking forward to doing as soon as I spoke to the manager. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's all sort of done and dusted. Massive decision and it's something that I didn't take lightly. I've thought about it long and hard. Obviously, I've been at home a long time during lockdown, so it's like not, negotiations have lasted pretty much the whole time and it's been to and in froing as to what I was going to do. And I just had an inkling in the back of my mind that I wanted to go and try something new. And I spoke to the manager at Bristol Rovers and said, I probably won't have the right mentality if I were to come back. I need a fresh start. I need to go and try and give myself an opportunity to, to progress a different, at a different club. And that was it. I made my decision over the weekend and spoke to the manager here. Obviously, I worked with him last season and I really enjoyed it, him and Joe Dunn. So as soon as, I, uh, as soon as I spoke to him and I knew they were interested, I just wanted to get it done, really. The manager, I like the way he works. I trust his, his views on the game. And obviously, just it's a team that's looking to try and progress throughout the leagues. Like, I want to try and win promotions. And, and that's one thing that I thought about when I came. I had a look around the training ground. I thought it was a good opportunity to try and get a promotion. So that's why I decided to come. He's straight down the line. You know what you're getting. He's fair. He's, he, he gives an honest opinion about things. And I just like the way that he's, he's committed. So he, was, he would reward you if you were doing well or if you weren't, he'd almost take your, take your, uh, pro, like your what's the word, priorities, and like your days off. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let you have them. And he almost gets the results out of you through, through hard work and, and grit and determination. And, that's something I like to think I bring to my game as well. And it's, it's one reason why I think we, we got on so well and maybe why he made me captain. We had a close bond and we'd always share text messages after games and our thoughts. And we did make a bit of a slow start last season. But once we sort of found our style of play, we kicked on and, and we eventually got up to fourth just before he left. So we had a strong bond and, and I carried on speaking to him as he left, wished him all the best. and. Fortunately enough for me now, he was still interested enough to bring me here. That's uh, new midfielder Ollie Clark speaking to I Follow Stags. You can uh, watch that interview, interview, watch that interview in full uh, by heading to MansfieldTown.net forward slash I Follow. It's been a while since I've said that sentence, which is probably why uh, it got all gobbledygooks. I'm just going to blame the internet connection. No, Nathan's not buying it. He's not buying it whatsoever, are you? I have. I do have one question for you though. Did you? Could you actually hear that being played? Yes. Yes. Oh, hallelujah! Technology is best, kids. Uh, that's good because that means that we can spend a couple of minutes talking about it, uh, testing if you were actually listening. Uh, Nath obviously speaks quite a lot about his uh, relationship uh, with with Graham Cochran there. Uh, when I first listen to that I have to say uh, I was impressed he comes across as, a, as a, uh, a young man who is driven in the pursuit of his goals he obviously had a massive decision to make uh, as a one club player at the time to, you know, to let his contract or whatever run down or, or, or to, to make the move um, it must have been a big decision for him but, but he, he came across really well and I think he will be a, a very good addition for us not only on the pitch but off it as well 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've got the, the two aspects, really. Obviously, the one that we've already spoke about quite a lot is his relationship with the manager, and, and he spoke a lot about trust there, which uh, which I think is going to be very important going forward, especially, uh, I think, more so when things aren't going well. That's when you need that trust more than anything. So if we do get off to a, uh, a tough start, like he did when he played under him before uh, last season, and like you know we did as a club last, yeah, last season as well, so... And that'll be handy. That you know, that'll be important. But the um, you know, the, the second thing is, I think when you've been at a club for what is it? Not, I think it's nine years, and then plus more when you count the time the, the time you spent in the academy at, at Bristol Rovers. Um, you to, to make that decision to, uh, to to change clubs, um, and it's not like to change for a club around the corner either. You know, it's quite a, you know a, a good few hours from Bristol, so you know coming all the way up here. Um, and it's a big decision to make that, you know, and I think he, he sort of did, he loved, you know, sort of uh, alluded to that in the interview. But the good thing is that I think if you if you are making a decision like that, he's going to be very very hungry to to for success. It's going to be a real fresh start for him. It's not it's not one of these players who have a new club every every year, every couple of years, where it just becomes a norm and it's something you know really really new for him. And I think hopefully. Hopefully he settles in. That'll be the main thing. That'll be the biggest thing for him to sort of overcome is settling in. But if he can get past that bit, which is probably his hardest bit, um, hopefully his hunger and desire will uh, make him a you know really really good acquisition for us. Absolutely, and it would be interesting to see how he does progress. We'll move on in just a second, being told uh, in the comments that the, the video has uh, frozen, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing on, on our faces, but what I'd, what I'd suggest is uh, just go off of it and come off it, come on it again, but as long as the audio is still there, that's all that matters, uh, really. You don't really want to see uh, our faces, do you? So there you go. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Lots of you are getting in touch tonight, which is absolutely uh, fantastic. I think it's back up and running uh, now on my phone. It is at least anyway so uh, like I say uh, just go off it and then come on and come back on it again and uh, it should fingers crossed work this is technology and this is what happens when you try and do a podcast from not one house not two houses but three entire houses you would not believe the amount of stuff we've got running to try and make uh, this work um, I would I would explain it to you all but I'd, I'd bore you all to tears uh, question from uh, Mark in the comments has any news been heard of any more potential incomings now uh, a few people People on social media will have thought the other day that we signed Michael Boswick, um, which is obviously, I think, one of those you know um, things which many people have been caught out by uh, in the past. And it's one of the things which frustrates me the most when people make accounts which looks very, 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 very similar to the official account and do the tweets in the same way as well. It's very frustrating. Would you like to explain why you're so upset like this? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying in, in general. In, in general, it just annoys me. <laughs> and it also caught you out this time as well, didn't it? No. Yeah. N- no. No, it didn't. Yes. No, not at yes, all. Yes, it did. Not, not at all. Not definitely not. <laughs> definitely did not catch me out um, at all. <laughs> One little bit. But yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Um, I, 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 I didn't actually notice that account was out there until... Uh, um, I'd obviously heard about all the rumours, so I thought I'm going to get onto Twitter myself and just uh, see where, where, what is actually happening in regards to him. And that's when I came across it. I was like, uh, nice, nice try. But for me, being blind, it actually didn't catch me out anywhere near as much as probably what it did for other people because uh, I had the, obviously a screen reader talking to me and it, obviously we read out the username at the same time. 
like very quickly after the um you know the, the placed name that makes sense you know what i mean so uh, it didn't inform me obviously i didn't see no profile picture or anything so uh i'm a uh, blind first i suppose I mean, I think that's, you know, blind advantages, isn't it? I think, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things to look for, isn't it? You know, when people say about scam emails, you know, look about spelling, look about logos, look about yeah. the way it's worded. But honestly, on, on that particular account, on that particular thing, it was worded in exactly the same way in which it, the announcements have been in, in the same style. <laughs> and they even had the... Li- what got... What, what nearly got me, because it didn't, um, is, the, is the fact that they had the little... N- nearly had the little emoji for the blue tick so when you're looking at it and you're just scan reading it it looked pro- it looked proper um, and whoever did it I give them whoever's made that account I give them credit for making it look right but stop it stop it seriously this is it's like the fake agents out there that claim to know every single deal that's going down you know nothing you you're an idiot you're just speculating and I hate it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, are you done uh, with your now? You what? Are you done? Are you finished with your, uh, your outburst? Yeah, I've got another 55 days in working from home <laughs> lockdown, mate, at least. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sort of in the middle today. It's been a bad day. Yeah, it has been it has been a bad day. But let's go back to the uh, original question, though, of course, talking about you know, any rumours for, for other signings. There's always uh, rumours uh, flying about, isn't there, Cam? But uh, a lot of, we're linked with a lot of strikers at the moment. And for me, I think that particular avenue doesn't particularly need strengthening now. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm like 50-50 whether we need to bring another striker in because it all depends on what happens with the strikers that we've got because it, it just seems that I don't I don't know wh- whether anybody else feels the same way it just seems like Andy Cook's the sort it is just we, if he was in Graham Coughlin's plans why was he sent out to Tranmere on loan I mean, my th- feeling on, on the Cook situation is that Graham Coughlin genuinely wanted to, to keep him and that he wanted to play him. Um, but I think the fact it was Tranmere that came in for him, obviously playing a division higher at the time, obviously got lots of links uh, with the club previously, enjoyed it a good spell there uh, before. I suppose it, it's like, you know, any of us playing for another club and then Mansfield coming in for us, you know, we we're going to want to go because it's our club. It's the club we've, we've got the most fondness for. Um, I was surprised to see it happen and, um, my understanding of the deal when it initially happened that there was a potential uh, for a move in the summer whether that might be off or not now considering the way the world has, has changed it, it could be very different indeed and obviously Tranmere now looking for a new manager uh, as well so that might change uh, as well but for me Nathan I think um, I, I, I would have thought that Andy Cook has got a role somewhere prior to uh, the addition of um of Jordan Bowery, it'd be interesting to see whether we keep him and, and, and who fits in because, you know, we can't play everyone. Can I just add something? Yeah, yeah, if, yeah go on then. If you look at the way that we were playing, Andy Cook didn't fit in. Do you think Graham Cochran realised this, sent him out on loan to keep him happy just so he is still playing games and not sat on the bench? I was reading a Plan, comment. Plans for him in, obviously, when the season starts again but didn't fit in with his plans necessarily now because we didn't have the players to suit what he would want to do with Cook. That would be that that would be a good way of looking at it, I think. Um because again, you know, like you say, we had very limited options 
last season, didn't we, in, in January time. The way we played was, it was always going to be one way. We couldn't really mix it up because we didn't have the depth to do it. And I suppose when, you know, when you've got a goal scorer on form like Nicky Maynard at the time, and then you've got Danny Rose who very much, you know, fitted that, that style. It was always going to be either or and it was always going to be a regular thing. Would you give him a shot there? What, what would you What would you do? And if you was in Graham Cochrane's shoes, where would you where, where would you be putting him? Cam, would you be putting him in your side, considering the signings that we've made, or would you be looking to uh, you know to to make that loan move permanent or another move on the cards for him? Uh, if if the right offer comes in, it's always a case of no matter who it is. If the right offer comes in, then you're going to let them go, aren't you? You're not just going to keep him for the sake of, oh, we don't want you to have him. Um, I think with someone like uh, Jordan Bowery coming in and also obviously Jamie Reid coming in, they both know where the back of the net is, as well as Cook and Rosie. So we've got four players there that sorry, know where who? the net is. So it's Cook not and who, like sorry? Gonna be... Cook and who, sorry? Rosie. Who? Danny Rose. Who? Ugh. I give up with you. Nathan. Uh, there you go, Randy Nathan. Wants, Thank you. Proper uh, terminology, please. Carry on. Say. Child. Carry on. Um, but you, you've got players there that know where the back of the net is, but they all play slightly different. Uh, and it's just finding a way that they fit. And with, with someone like Cook, you've got to find a way that, A, firstly keeps him happy. Um because we know he's a bit of a hothead, but we've got to then also got to find a way for him to be effective. And I think at least with the players that we've brought in now, it then also plays into our strengths. We've got, it plays into the strengths that we've got already, but then also gives us them extra options. So I personally want to keep him, but said that if he does go, then there are other options out there at the minute. So it's but not I, the end of the world. I think we've already replaced him. I agree. In Jordan Bowery, so I, I'm going to slightly disagree. Um, in the fact, I, I don't think he will be here for the, for the next season. Um, I think what happened in, you know, for me anyway. Obviously, I tell you my personal view. I don't know, but it seemed that when he did get the move to Tramie, obviously, yes, it probably would have, would have been a, a situation that was too too difficult for him to turn down. But his comments said a lot, uh, you know, in, in the media and, and when he did join there, which which. Uh, said that he wasn't happy with us. Um, so I think that's a contributing factor. I think if, if Tramia had stayed up, that move would have still gone ahead. Uh, but obviously they haven't. So I think, And given the current situation with finances, I think that's probably a reason why Tramia deal may have fallen through. Um, may not have, but I think it probably has. But the, also, the other issue is that, am I right thinking we, we, we signed him for a fee, didn't we? Yes. Uh, from, from Warsaw. Yes. And now we've got the issue that um, it's, it's all of a sudden a, a real buyer's market out there as in the value of the players that are contracted would have gone, gone much lower because there's less money to spend and there's also a lot of talent out there available on a free, on a free. so it's going to be very hard if, to, to, for us to get a deal for, for him elsewhere um, and, and recoup either all or some of the money back that we're using for. So I think the reason why there's not been many development, developments at the minute is because, um, well, well, obviously, I mean, we may be saying, so I might be completely wrong anyway, it might be part of uh, the, the manager's plans, but I think it's more the fact that it's 
there's so much, so many players available out there, and also the leagues aren't actually fully finished yet. Um, there's just not been any offers on the table for him. But the other, the other point I'd, I'd put out there earlier, really, though, if you, if you look at the players we've got right now, who would you play him with? Because I wouldn't play him with Bowery. I wouldn't play him with Rose. Um, you know, and then obviously we don't know a great deal of, of uh, Reed's style of play, so I don't know how I'd necessarily fit him in the, into the team. It's an interesting one as well because what you've got to also take into consideration is, you know, we've got prospects coming through of our own homegrown talent. You've still got Jimmy Knowles in the fold. You've got Jordan Graham when he gets back fit uh, as well. And then you'll have other youngsters pushing through and knocking on the door uh, as well. And I I, I just, like you said, I I don't particularly see uh, a place for him. I I think the signing of Jordan Bowery was pretty much a a like-for-like replacement yeah. to use inverted commas um, and I think if you look at the strikers we've got like you say Nathan it's who do you pair him with and do they as a pair start over the others as a pair you know we're not going to be playing five strikers every game and we're not going to be going down that route so uh, it, it'd be interesting but again it's that whole situation of we've paid money for him in, in the first place if a deal has, has fallen through for, for whatever reason we don't know whether it has or hasn't there's been nothing said all that's been said about Andy Cook is that he's un, under contract and, and in con, you know in contract with us um, for next season um, it could have fallen through like we said you know Wars, um Tranmere, sorry, got relegated. Mickey Mellon has now left Tranmere, the manager as well to join I think is it Dundee that he's joined? Um, yeah, Dundee. Uh, so Dundee there's, United. There's that to set in there. Is that where Callum Butcher is as well? Yes. Random link there, random knowledge. Um, let's have a look at some of your comments uh, as well uh, coming in on Andy Cook. Um, Mark agreed with what you were saying earlier, Cam. Uh, Clive says, Cook had a great half, uh, second half at Forest Green, did nothing after that. I don't actually think we've seen a fit Andy Cook yet. That's also a, a very good point. When he came in, wasn't as fit as probably he should have been. But yet... Arguably, uh, still scored goals, which was quite frustrating. He was what second top goal scorer when he left. And he barely uh, played. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For the amount he played as well, um, Roger says can't see him starting with the others. Uh, the Stags ha- have got um, as well. So yeah, I think it would be probably if we're likely to see any more movement. If you know if clubs do come in for him, it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see him leave either on loan or. Um, or otherwise. Whilst we're talking strikers, though, I think that's an apt time to talk uh, Jamie Reed. You know, we were talking that we don't particularly know about what the the other the new strikers uh, offer. Obviously, we signed Jordan Bowery, 28 years old, and then obviously two weeks ago today uh, we signed Jamie Reed uh, as well. We were minutes into the podcast when that news uh, broke on that one. Uh, both, you know. Uh, Bowery's 28, uh, Jamie Reed's 25. Reed uh, has got a fantastic goal scoring record, you know, at uh, a lower level. Obviously, we, we talk he 56 goals in, in 97 games uh, for them as they have, have risen uh, up the leagues as well. He wanted a challenge uh, to move into the Football League after getting to like 15 goals before Christmas. He wanted to, to move. For me, he seems like an out and out goal scorer, Nathan. And if Nicky Maynard is to, you know, reject a, 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 the contract which we, we offer him, we don't know if he has or hasn't as yet. There's been no news as we speak uh, today. Um, I would look at Reed in terms of the way he plays and the style he plays, you know, back to goal, getting uh, get, getting the goals and, and getting them on target. I would look at Reed as a p- potential, you know, Maynard-like replacement. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to, to see him, actually. I think, 
it's going to be. It's, it's always some. You know, when it's a new player like that, especially it's a striker, it's uh, you're always going to be excited. But I think the fact that he comes with such a go- good goal scoring record, and yes, he's come from the lower leagues, but it's been a while since we've uh, since we've sort of took a punt with somebody from from the lower leagues. Um, normally, we have when they've been in sort of form a couple of seasons ago, whereas he's fresh, you know, from, from scoring, he's still still confident. So um, if we can supply him correctly, which is going to be the, the, the biggest sort of uh, challenge for us. Uh, there's no reason why uh, he shouldn't be able to, you know, a goal scorer is a goal scorer. It doesn't matter um, who is in front of you. We just need to make sure we can we can get in the ball in the right areas and play to his strengths. Um, it's, it's whether we start asking him to play a different game uh, that he's not been doing, at, you know, at the lower level. And that's where he's probably going to find it, that step up a bit harder. So... Um, it all depends on how, how we play him and how, and how well we, we, like I say, we supply him. Well, without further ado, I think it's an apt time to uh, hear from him. So I'm going to fade you two down for a second and uh, fade up our other fader so we can uh, get our audio ready. Uh, let's hear from the, that man who we're talking about, of course, uh, striker Jamie Reid, who joined us two weeks ago today. Uh, young striker, 25 years of age, 56 goals in 97 games uh, for Torquay uh, in the conference. Let's see why he wanted to make the move up to Mansfield as he was speaking upon arrival to I Follow Stacks. I'm really happy, I'm really grateful for the opportunity um, and the platform to play at a higher level and play in the Football League. Um, it's something that I wanted to do and yeah, I'm just really excited to get going now. I had a couple of conversations with other, other teams. Um, obviously, it's really nice to, to get that sort of attraction, um, especially in the pandemic we're in and, and we've been and I wasn't expecting any uh, interest until late late June, early July uh, until league started knowing what they were doing but when I heard that Mansfield were interested obviously that was a massive attraction for me it's a it's a big club with ambition the setup round here is is absolutely brilliant and that's the sort of working environment I want to come to so yeah I'm delighted to delighted to be at Mansfield. Um, obviously I had a conversation with the with the manager and um, the way he spoke he didn't sell me a dream he was straight talking and um, that was a that was attractive for me that I think he'll be able to get the best out of me he wouldn't let me get comfortable or anything like that. I'm looking forward to pushing myself out, out of my comfort zone really um, Growing up and, and leaving home is something that I've, I've always wanted to do, but the chances just never come. So I'm looking forward to embracing the whole situation, really living around here and hopefully it will be a successful season. I'm coming with a, with a point to prove that I can play at a higher level and um, I want to be a proven goal scorer in the, in the Football League, not just in the lower leagues. I think at 25 years old, this is a massive, a massive chance for me and that club had to be right. And, when you turn up to a new club, you kind of just get that feeling. And when I turned up here and I saw the training ground, that's the feeling that I got and I just went with it. Jamie Reid speaking to I Follow Stags uh, upon his arrival. You can watch that interview in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Lots of great content on there. Interviews with all new signings, bar for Marek Stetch. Not had a chance to catch up with him uh, yet. And of course, uh, some great uh, clips of yesteryear as well, old matches and things like that to keep you entertained during lockdown as we are doing every single uh, every two weeks here on uh, Mansfield Matters we'll be live on our Facebook page to talk about the latest developments in all things Mansfield Town uh, what did you make of that then Cam because I think um, he spoke very passionately obviously a young man who 
similar to Ollie Clark in, in some respects, you know, wanted to push himself further, wanted to challenge himself and chose Mansfield as the club uh, to do that. He's going to have a big responsibility on his shoulders, though, because obviously not only has he got that goal-scoring record, um, you know, which will have some weight on his shoulders, but also, similar to Ollie Clark, he's got to pick up his life and move it to Mansfield. Yeah, and I think, obviously, that's going to be a massive thing. They're going to need time to settle in, but it's whether, whether they've moved already or they're moving up in the next few weeks, and it's... It's very much still up in the air whether when the season all starts. So being able to actually settle, uh, not only in the surroundings but the team as well, is 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 going to be a really weird one this season. Because obviously it takes some players longer to settle. If our season's not starting till uh, second third week of September, it's going to be even tougher. Especially if we don't get a full pre-season um, schedule in, that's going to make it even more different, uh, even more difficult. But the the thing that excites me about Reed the most he's obviously he's got a very good proven uh, goal scoring record but also just the way that he speaks about what he wants to do why he came here it just proves how hungry that some of these conference players are and what talent is in the conference but they just need to be given the chance to do it you look at um Someone like Sam Clucas obviously were picked out of the conference many years ago and look at the fantastic career he's had um, so far and it, it just proves that there are real gems in the conference you just need to find where they are so hopefully uh, Reed becomes another one of these fantastic players that that's uh, that, that can really prove themselves at, at, at football league level well I know who they need to go to for advice moving during a pandemic who do we know that does who's stupid enough to do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you make don't it? Do it. That's my advice. Don't do it. Well, it's a, bit, a little bit too late. I think it's a bit of a commute from Bristol and from Torquay. Imagine doing that every single morning. Traffic could be a nightmare. Uh, what do you make of his uh, interview there, Nathan? I think, like Cam said, you know, he, he speaks very passionately. He, um, he's he's got a lot of hunger. He's got a point to to come and prove. He's also got to you know break into the team and 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 see what he can do. Yeah, I, I think that's what's good from from his interview. Obviously, that every, every player that comes is going to going to say they're uh, you know delighted to make the move and things. But what's quite interesting is that he said he's been ready to sort of move away from from his hometown, but that that, that chance hasn't come yet. So uh, the fact that he's really wanted to do it for a while, um, you know, hopefully means that again a bit like uh, Ali Clark with it being fresh start for him. Uh, it's, it's an opportunity for for, for Reed uh, for that we've been waiting for, and hopefully again he, he'll he'll take it um, in open arms and, and really grasp it. So uh, I, I think um, and it's, uh, it could be it could be a very very confident. Let's just hope we've struck gold and we've found that gem. So you never know, do you? you just never know how it'll pan out. But I really hope I really hope for it. I, I've got a good feeling about it for some reason. I don't know why. But good feeling. Yeah, me too. I think there's, there's something about him, uh, the way he speaks, and you know the professionalism that he's. You know, he's not got that arrogance which some players have got when they've scored those goals in in the leagues below, and you know, going to come in and think they're going to set the world alight. He's, he knows he's got work to do, and I think you know Graham Cochran's perhaps the right man uh, to do that as well. Roger says. Um, 
Speaking about Reed, got a good feeling about Reed that he will do well. He looks uh, a great player, but the test will be in League Two. Let's hope that he does uh, the business. Let's hope that he does the business indeed. Let's move on and talk uh, a little bit more about the shape of League Two uh, for next season. We'll be around for uh, about another five, ten minutes or so. So if you want to get your comments in, now's the the chance to do so. Obviously. Um, Last week was the League Two playoff final, a virtually empty Wembley Stadium, along with some cardboard cutouts. Northampton uh, against Exeter. Another long trip to Exeter next season, Nathan. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> and the annoying thing is I, like, uh, I do like the trip to Northampton. So it was literally the one team out of the playoffs I uh, didn't want to go up and end up getting promoted, which is typical. But uh, at least we've got um, a fairly decent rep. Well... Yeah, we have got a decent record away at Exeter. Ish, uh, yeah. Ish. <laughs> so uh, it could have been could have been better, but uh, obviously we'd still be interested to see who comes up with, with Barrow from the conference as well. So um, and obviously now we know. I don't know if we knew two weeks ago who'd been relegated out of League One, but that's all settled. I'm hoping that we're allowed to at least attend matches because I'm certainly looking forward to adding Bolton to my list of the grounds that I've attended. So. Uh, yeah, it should be it should be an interesting season. I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to Barrow as well. Like that was the worst the worst place I've ever been. But let's. Uh... <laughs> Let's, let's just do it again for all time. So. Guaranteed at least seven goals in the home game, uh, which is going to be absolutely, uh, which is going to be fun. Uh, no, I, li- I like Barrow. Obviously, I've got some personal good memories of, at Barrow, so I'm looking forward to, to visiting them. Uh, it be interesting to see who they appoint as their new manager as well. Um, that'll be an interesting one. Um, obviously, with Ian Everett going to, uh, making the switch to, to Bolton. Although, I, I believe favourite is um, is Keith Hill, uh, which he will take then take Flickcroft with him. So it would literally be a, a straight swap, which would be quite funny but uh, there you go obviously National League playoffs uh, as well still to, to take place as you say Nathan um, we've got the teams who've come down we've got Northampton who've gone up which means you know the playoffs in our division uh, are over which means visits to Exeter, Colchester and Cheltenham again uh, next year uh, but we've got the National League playoffs to contend with as well to see who comes up alongside uh, uh, alongside Barrow Boreham Wood against FC Halifax Yeovil against Barnet and then obviously Notts County and Harrogate in there uh, as well one of those six uh, um, will come up. Obviously, the, the frenemies in Notts County uh, in there. If you were to put your money on a team, Cam, who would you be backing to join Barrow in uh, League Two next season? Harrogate. They were the form team when when the season ended. Uh, and had the season gone the full stretch, then I don't think that Barrow would have been able to hang on with... Um, with Harrogate and County breathing down the neck as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd say Harrogate. Also, we know County are bottle jobs when it comes to playoffs. So, <laughs> what about you? What about you, Nath? Um, I'm hoping it'll be Harrogate. Uh, just because, I mean, none of the others uh, interest me too much. They're, they're, they're all too far. They're all a nightmare to get to, uh, obviously, apart from County. But, um, I mean, if. I don't want Cairns to come up because I feel like they still need to really get that appreciation for the non-league. Yeah, another, four years, another four years, yeah, another four years. And whereas Harrogate's not, not, not. It's quite a nice place to go go to. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm open for the Harrogate. 
I, I would hope for either Harrogate or uh, FC Halifax, obviously two local air trips um, oh, yeah. compared to the others. I don't want Barnet because that always ends up being a midweek. Um, so, yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see who comes up. Obviously, that's not taking place for another couple of weeks, though, yet. Uh, the final uh, is not until the 2nd of August. So any hopes of you know football coming back in August... Forget it. You're looking at at least um, the start of September, maybe even the end of September for me, because you've got the championship season. Uh, you know, the final of the the championship playoffs isn't until the the fourth of August. Then you've got the Premier League, which doesn't end until uh, the 26th uh, of July. You're not going to get anywhere until at least a month after everything has uh, been wrapped and finished. So uh, it will probably be September by the time um, we start. But um, yeah, it's isn't it nice though, Cam, to be looking uh, and seeing the league take shape for next season. It's almost uh, like something which is you know starting to come together, and the jigsaw is is nearly complete. It can almost taste football being back ish. Ish, uh, I'll say it's going to be a while, but we're getting to the point where it is obviously it's safe now to be playing behind closed doors, which is saving us from um, absolute boredom but fair enough it's a championship and Premier League it's not the greatest football to watch ever but it has been quite it was quite nice over the weekend to watch League One football which was quite quite entertaining some corking games in there uh, and obviously the League Two playoffs as dramatic as ever um, so f- football's football at the minute and yeah we want to be back watching it actually at the stadium but it'll be a couple of months yet but we, we're getting there slowly 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 catchy monkey which is uh, uh, the which is of course uh, the phrase it'd be interesting to see how those play out I hope they don't get any friendlies by the way because I've seen rumours flying around Twitter and etc that you know the nas- some National League clubs have asked if they can play friendlies before they start well League 2 clubs didn't get that why should why should they get that you know just because they've got to wait for a game if they can have a friendly we can have a friendly I want some football. <laughs> I better stop before I go on a, go on another rant, hadn't I? Not another one. <laughs> Not another one. Uh, well, that's pretty much it for uh, this week. Thanks, uh, as always, uh, for watching and for listening. If you want to get involved, um, oh no, nearly forgot. Actually, nearly forgot. Um, before we do go, uh, I've got something very special to show you guys at home, um, which is this. You will have seen that we've uh, created new logos etc um, and every time that I create a new logo or do something I got a bit bored and was playing about with some mug designs and put our new logo our podcast logo on a mug it's a nice yellow handled with a yellow inside and then the uh, there's a white wraparound with the Mansfield Matters podcast logo on there this is the only one currently in existence I brought it from a website which cost quite a little bit more to make than what I would happily um, you know pay for them so the future mugs will not look like this. You can see inside there the, the yellow inside. I've not had a cup of tea out of it uh, as yet. But it gave me an idea. Obviously, you know, next season, the podcast is going to be very, very different uh, for us. Um, usually, we have a mug on the table to put um, money in for our pound prediction game, which Nathan uh, would win. So we're just going to transfer money to Nathan's account for next season. It's probably, probably for the best. Um, <laughs> uh, but obviously, you know, 
it's going to be very different next season. Uh, a lot uh, is, is going into producing this and bringing you the way it is. I know we had a bit of an issue with it freezing a little bit early tonight, but from what I can tell, it, it's worked quite well. And from when I've watched it back, it's looked and sounded a lot better than what it has ever done before. But in order to do that, it does cost a little bit of money. It costs me money. It costs Nathan a little bit of money. It's cost Cam a little bit of money to get his uh, set up as well. Um, we're not asking you to, to send your money in, but what I, th- what I thought was you know you guys have been fantastic for us in in watching and and sharing and supporting why not create our own little range of Mansfield Matters uh, mugs Uh, I'm going to find a cheaper mug supplier so they won't all look like this with the yellow inside this might be one of a kind but if you do want one exactly like this um, go to our website now www.mtfcmatters.co.uk where you can order one and I'll get it for you and I'll get it sent to you a little bit more money than what normal mugs would cost uh, but just one of these one sale of these mugs a month would support the running costs of this podcast that's you know um the cameras and the the software which we need to broadcast and things like that it all comes out of our pockets so uh, any support would be greatly appreciated we don't want you just chucking your money at it at us we want you to to buy a mug and to have something for it so get on our website mtfcmatters.co.uk and order yourself either one of these mugs the brand new uh, Mansfield Matters podcast mugs obviously Nathan um, can't see them I've tried to describe it as best as I can um, so uh, but Cam you can see have a quick look have a quick nosy yeah I look so good oh you, you're on the, on the website beautiful. it is mate it is um, what, what would you give the, the mug a rating out of 10 uh, I'd say seven out of ten. Right, you got to say ten so we can sell some. It's definitely not live. Ah, Cam, see, the, Cam, o- Cam, the only thing that doesn't make it as ten is the price. Yeah, there is so, that. There is that. That's something that we can work on, obviously. But um, yeah, we, it's, it's, it's something we can work on. Though, we don't even have one, Cam. So yeah, it's true. That, that, I mean, if that you want one, you've got to buy one. That's that's all I'm saying. If you want one, you have to buy one. We're no longer to. I can't physically give you a mug. You're gonna have to buy it. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. We'll give it a 10 for exclusivity, though. Yeah, yeah, because literally yeah. it will be the only one. I will, however, find a new mug provider, which is a lot cheaper, and we'll get some brand new Mansfield Matters podcast uh, mugs uh, on sale so you guys can enjoy them. So why not have yourself a Mansfield Matters pod- podcast mug uh, and have a cup of tea or even a beer or whatever you want in your mug? People are weird. People do that sort of thing. Uh, people have soup in mugs. I find that weird. Um and you know and, and help support the podcast and help uh, support it did I describe it well enough Nathan to make you want to buy it bearing in mind we all have we are trying to sell them you did I'll give you I'll give you a good five out of five <laughs> five, out, five out of five that's good five star rating I'll take I'll take that uh, if you want one seriously get over to our website uh, mtfcmatters.co.uk uh, we're not looking to make a profit we're just looking to help um, support the running costs of this and you know to try and keep bringing you guys the, the content uh, we uh, we have done and we will be doing over the coming seasons. What will this be? What our fourth season of of the podcast now? Yeah, yeah, I think it is four. Yeah, it is. Yeah, series four. Wow. Steve, oh. Dave, 
Can we have a promotion? Yeah, 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 promotion cast. I was very jealous listening to uh, It's All Cobblers to Me, the Northampton podcast over the weekend and, and seeing all the celebrations on there. Um, so, yeah, I would love a celebration next season rather than a, 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 a misery one. Oh, yeah, by the way, on the website, if you do want a mug um, but you don't want to pay how much it is for that one because it's quite expensive, um, we have got some cheaper ones on sale. We've got some ones from the Legends Live Night left. We've got... Three left. There are three Legends Live mugs left. Buy one of them, and even that helps us uh, support the podcast. There are also a little couple of donation options uh, on there as well if you want to support us. You can get your name on the end screen and, and little things uh, like that. Help us uh, to help you and, and bring content uh, to you, especially during these lockdown periods. Uh, that's it from uh, from me, from Nathan and Cam. What have you got planned for the next uh, fortnight? Cam, what, are you packing yet? Are you Have you packed yet? Mate, I don't go till middle of September. Counting the days. Yes. So that 65 days-ish, something like that. It's the 12th of September. It's the proposed start date. So if we are allowed back in the ground, can we have like Bolton or Oldham away first or Salford? What, so you can move and go to the game at the same time? Well, Salford is a weird one because it is literal walking distance. So I'm like... Great! Oh God, you're Brooks. gonna be a you're gonna be a Salford fan before we know it. No, I'm not. Definitely not. Salford matters. Oh no, no. Nathan, what have you got coming up in the next couple of, in the next couple of weeks? What have you got? What have you got on? Uh, I'm not moving house. Not 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 again. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave that one for for next month. Uh, but no, just just very busy at work. So thankfully for for, for ourselves, we're we're back. We're, we're obviously been back open for a few weeks, and we're we're nice and busy at the moment. So. Uh, yeah, keeping the, keeping the time ticking so I can actually get out and go on a holiday because that's what I need right now. Oh, holiday. Tell me about it. And if you at home are struggling with homeschooling, make sure you check out uh, www.mansfieldtownfitc.net as well. Some great stuff on there, uh, homeschooling to help you out. That's it from me. That's it from Nathan. And that is it from Cam. We will see you in two weeks' time where we'll be back for another Facebook Live talking about all things Mansfield Town. Maybe we'll have some new signings. Maybe we'll have a potential start date for a new season. Who knows? Only time will tell. Stay safe during relaxed lockdown now. Look after yourselves. And remember to check out www.mtfcmatters.co.uk for lots of different content. And if you can buy a mug whilst you're there, a Legends Live one will do. Just get rid of them out of my garage. It'd be great. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. I've been Craig Priest. We'll see you in two weeks' time on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. The warm-up.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.